Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Sunday Sermon Podcast for Sunday, the 27th of August, 2017. Well, you're very welcome back to the podcast. Uh, if this is your first time listening, disregard that message. It wasn't for you. It was meant for the congregation. That is to say, the people who tune in every week, listen to everything I say, and then sort of enact it, do like a remix of it in their own lives, uh, spreading the word of God and ensuring that they've got a pretty good seat in the cinema of heaven. Uh, That is to say, uh, not one behind a big tall lad, uh, or someone behind a a sort of Marge Simpson haircut woman, uh, or indeed a beef eater, uh, the people who protect the Queen. Uh, No, uh, if you're listening to this uh, every week, um, you've got basically a kind of a cheat sheet uh, for getting into heaven. If this is your first time listening, uh, go back through the archives. There's a lot of stuff there, awful lot of topical stuff. And, and there's names got wrong, but if you can piece it all together, you'll, you'll get there in the end. And uh, it's like in uh, Indiana Jones in the, the Last Crusade, he was able to he, had to... he had to use faith in what he'd learned uh, in order to walk across the sort of glass bridge to get him the, the wooden cup uh, that made his dad's belly say, No more bullets, you're not beating me today. And uh, sure, uh, his lady love, uh, who was a Nazi, died, but didn't he ride off into the sunset? The perfect ending to that perfect film trilogy. Except for the second one that's not that good, and the fourth one that is also not that good. Uh, Unlike the Sunday Sermon, which is always good. That's right, each episode of this is the best bits of Raiders of the Last Act, mixed with the wittiest bits of... uh, the Last Crusade. Uh, it's a weekly blockbuster financed by God and it's doing great at the old box office for the soul. And so uh, I ex- invite you all to uh, to sit down in a dark room uh, with uh, no distractions whatsoever. Lock that door. Get out that duct tape. Make sure there's no light peeking in and uh, get ready to enjoy this week's Sunday Sermon Podcast. Please be seated. As many of you are aware, um, there is the Irish pugilist Conor McGregor and uh, the American pugilist uh, Mayweather, uh, that's his full name, May, his first name like Aunt May, from Spider-Man, and his last name is Weather. Uh, so, of course, he was going to go into boxing because people were probably always asking him, hey, bad weather, and pointing at him <laughs> because he was a bad lad. Uh, not like, I'm trying to think someone else got the surname Weathers. Carl Weathers, the actor, uh, he'd definitely be a good weather. Um, the Weatherbees, uh, they're also good, but Mayweather, he's the bad weather. And I'll get more to that in a while, but uh, uh, Michael Lowry, uh, he's quite pally with May, and uh, they're both huge fans of Eddie the Eagle, and a little while ago, um, uh, Eddie the Eagle's uh, famous skiing balaclava was was up for sale. Uh, Eddie, if you don't know about him, uh, he uh, competed in the Winter Olympics doing sort of ski flying, sort of doing the flying with your skis, that sort of thing. And uh, he was terrible, but he had a lot of heart. And in the end, uh, that got him a biopic that 
wasn't that good. See, in real life, he's a very ugly man. And in the biopic, they cast that um, handsome kid from um, the Kingsman movies who uh, uh, is not... You should see what Eddie the Eagle looks like. Um, uh, imagine kind of a that uh, Duncan character that uh, Steve Coogan used to play, the sort of dorky lad. Imagine a melted version of him. That's closer to that Eddie the Eagle. But um, anyway, Eddie was selling his lucky balaclava. Lowry snapped it up, of course. And uh, May said, hey, Mick, can I, can I wear that? I, 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 love, I love Eddie the Eagle so much. I've got so much respect for him. It really means a lot. So Lowry gave May weather his balaclava at a price of course so that explains that and um look we'll get on to we'll get on to dissecting the aftermath of the fight now i personally thought it was great now other people are saying that now that the fight is over our national week of bully worship has ended sure he worked hard he's dedicated he's charismatic but he fulfilled his fantasy of not becoming the world's greatest fighter but becoming a sort of Troy McClure in a three-piece suit with a talent for violence who can't shut up about the next piece of tiff he's going to hack. Uh, tiff, of course, is uh, a bad thing. Uh, it's just um, a, a tiffle. And uh, not something you put up on your... your uh, not something you put up on uh, in the house. You wouldn't frame it or anything like that. Uh, whatever he's working on now, Conor McGregor slippers or things like that. But, um, you know, it's almost like some are saying for a bet, we as a nation had to pretend that a once promising kind of underdog fighter turned money-hungry thug who said anything for attention uh, was actually one of our greatest national exports. Now, never mind that this summer is seeing uh, Chris O'Dowd and Brendan fucking Gleeson doing us all proud by starring in two of the best series of the summer, baby. That's right. I'm talking about the Get Shorty remake that's actually done a Fargo on the telly by being very, very good. And also, Brendan f***ing Gleeson is in a new series called Mr. Mercedes. And it's written by the lad who wrote Ali McBeal and um, based on a book by Stephen King. Now, uh, by that, I presume he's going to be playing Mr. Mercedes Gleeson's... Uh, uh, as a single female lawyer, uh, sorry, he's a single male lawyer, and um, he has to deal with, oh, I want to fall in love, but I also want to be the best at law. And I haven't seen it myself, just getting great reviews, but uh, people are disregarding the accomplishments of some of our better exporters. And um, to watch uh, the thing that has uh, all the thrill of a drunk ant with famously poor coordination getting on a motorised bull in a pub and while we Ireland were never certain that drunk Auntie Connor could beat the bull we are impressed she stayed on as long as she did no 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 in this in this casino of life this quote-unquote blowhard ignoramus uh, is the person that we as a nation have bet all of our self-esteem chips on and uh People who who are slagging off, people are saying these sort of snide things. Uh, these people are bad people. You know, think about all the lives that McGregor enriches. Pay-per-view. Showtime. The bookies. Mouthy lads who pick fights they can't win. Uh, kids who get punched in the face a lot. They all have a new hero. All the kids who get the shit kicked out of them. They'll all be reenacting getting the shit kicked out of them in the schoolyards come Monday, I tell you that for nothing. Uh, 
lot of people said it wasn't clever of him to challenge the world champion wife beater and sometimes boxer to a fight and saying it was a bit silly but uh Floyd is a man I've I've had a run in with before uh, in an Abercrombie and Finch in New Jersey about 20 years ago. Uh, I just seen Tarantino's Jackie Brown and I very much wanted to buy a Kangol hat and uh, I went into the, the 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 shop to buy one and there was a there was a, what I could only describe as a gobshite there uh, who was shouting at all of the assistants and telling them uh, he wanted all the Kangol hats. He was demanding that they bring out hats that they did not have in stock, they did not have in a colour, and I know this because he was making up colours. That's right. Mayweather is a notorious colour maker-upper and make life harder uh, for sales assistants everywhere. It's just very, very... You can read any police or psychological report about him you want. Uh, One word will keep coming up. Rude. So, he's a very rude man, but... Um, he is very good at boxing, and challenging him to a fight is a bit like the Quigster, who's six foot eight today. It's a bit like the Quigster challenging Fern Troyer to a who's shorter competition. Now, Fern is certainly Troy- shorter. Sorry, and, and he's certainly uh, Vern is certainly Troyer, uh, but uh, he spent his life perfecting being as short as he is and being the best damn Troyer he can be. God loves a Troyer. And in the run-up to the fight in this scenario, I'd be mouthing off a lot about how I've always had it in me to be really short and that Fern Troyer is only short based on your physical perspective. Now, uh, it's kind of like the Rocky story, but without any redeeming qualities to make Rocky such a great protagonist. But a lot of people are upset that all the Irish people who went over for this fight now and they're all in Las Vegas, big pile of losers and they spent all their money and they're, they, when they come back they're going to be crippled by debt. Forget about them. What about Quig and the bookies? Spare a thought for poor old Paddy Powers who I was closely working with on Think Bet technology. Uh, that's where you can think about betting and your bet will be made. Uh, this was hoping, some were hoping to get out in time for the fight but it does require a piece of medical technology called a brain drill to implant the chip to make think betting a reality. Uh, but we'll have it. We'll have it for the next one. But spare a thought for Connor, who continues to battle against his greatest foe, being articulate. Now, uh, Muhammad Ali, he was reliable for a soundbite. There was no humming and hawing and stuff. Uh, word association stuff you would get with McGregor, who really is your only man for gobbledygoopy word salad delivered with all the conviction of a Billy Barry kid pretending he's Tony Soprano. But uh, as I said before, he's a great guy, great, great fighter. And uh, stay tuned because we've got loads of ads. Connor's actually sponsoring this episode. So we've got loads of ads. So so stay tuned for, for all of those. Connor McGregor's Thumb Gloves. If you're like Connor, you'll love a little glove just for your thumb. Go on, sir, it's just a bit of crack. Thumb gloves, gloves for your thumb. For me, Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor's notorious DIG glove shovel. That's right, no longer will you need a glove and a shovel that are separate, now they're united. Go on, sir, it's just a bit of crack. For me, Connor McGregor. I'm aware of a new 
kind of teen sensation sweeping all the young people. It's very dangerous, and I thought I should talk to you all about it a bit today. It's called submarining. Um, this is where a, a journalist uh, looking for a scoop climbs onto the submarine of a wealthy, eccentric, yet misunderstood, you tell me, a uh, 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 millionaire. And then this journalist, to get the story, to get a juicy story, they then proceed to kill themselves by hacking off their limbs and head. Now, uh, whoever would do such a thing, it's a terrible way to commit suicide by hacking off all of your limbs and your head. It's a terrible way to go. Can you imagine it? Your lost moment. You just don't want to go on. So you cut off your your first arm. You'll need the other arm to cut off the legs. I'd say once you've the first arm done, like, well, that's that's nearly the worst of it over. Then you've got to cut off your legs. That's easy enough. You've still got the arm. Where it gets tricky now is cutting off your other arm. Uh, this can be done... Uh, by while you're cutting off your legs, you could maybe start hacking at your arm, the arm you're using to to hack at. It's very complicated. A lot of thought goes into it. Then, when you've no arms or legs left, how do you then cut off your head? These people must be in a terrible, terrible mindset when they do these things to themselves. Because surely this eccentric millionaire, uh, th- 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 he couldn't have any part in it. All he did was invite this young journalist onto his unmanned submarine and uh, for for a few jollies. God knows what they're doing out there. They could have been playing boggle. Uh, But I tell you what does boggle, the mind boggles when I see so many people quick to blame this millionaire lad for for cutting up this journalist person. And what what, what would he have to gain? Uh, No, this seems to me... uh, pretty open and shut case of submarining um, I ask you all to go and speak to your children speak to any f- relatives you know who are journalists or people who write for tabloids hey that's a bit of a dig at tabloid reporters uh, let's be let's just be honest journalism's gone to shite but this lady this lady who submarined herself she was she was one of the good ones which makes her mysterious suicide by cutting off all of her limbs and then her head, even more mysterious. Because if your career is going well, why would you submarine yourself? Uh, I guess we'll never know. But um, be sure to talk to your your family about it. And if you know anyone who owns a submarine or even just co-owns one, has a lease, uh, make sure you talk to them about it before some crazy, crazy hack or journalist uh, will ask them to bring them out for just a little trip to go down and see the old blue whalings and uh, before you know it you've turned around and they've submarined themselves by cutting off all of their limbs and their head and you're going to the clink. So uh, this summer, be safe make sure your kids aren't submarining. Conor McGregor presents Conor McGregor Finger Hats. Don't want to wear gloves but want to keep your fingers warm? These fingers that have hats will keep your finger hats warm. Hats for your fingers. Go on, sure, it's just a bit of crack. For me, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor presents The Palm Part of the Glove. 
If you're like Conor McGregor and you only like the pound part of the glove, then Conor McGregor is the pound part of the glove. It's the pound part of the glove product for you. Go on, buy it. It's just a bit of crack. For me, Conor McGregor. I was reading a very sad story this morning about um, this man called uh, John O. Fitzgerald. I, I know, John Fitzgerald, I know him as John O. Who had 1.2 million euro in his car, it was reported, when he was pulled over by the police. And they said, what's all this? And he's in trouble now. And um, 1.2 million was found, but hypothetically... Uh, were a certain old priest with ties to know that there's actually 1.8 million there and want to know where the missing 600,000 went and has a good guess in the little trout of the little piggy and cops. Uh, well, you know, I could see why they'd be hypothetically arced. Uh, it's not... It's, it's, you'd think it'd be easy moving money. It's very, very difficult. Because um, sometimes... Uh, People are very suspicious of people who look a bit like John. Poor old John looked very suspicious. And we shouldn't have given it to him to do. I mean, they shouldn't have given it to him to do. Uh, they should have gotten somebody... I don't know, who could you get at all? Who's got a nice, lovely, innocent face? Um, uh, Jonathan Lipnicki uh, from Jerry Maguire, the kid. What's he up to these days? Surely we could fly him out. If a guard pulls him over, they're not going to say <laughs> license and registration. They're going to say license. Oh my God, it's Jonathan Libnicki from Jerry Maguire. Can I have your autograph, please? What are you doing here in Carlo? And uh, hopefully he doesn't say, I'm running money for Quig. Oh, sorry, not Quig. The mob. He's running money for the mob. He's not running any money for the mob. I'm saying they should have got him to run money for the mob because he was less suspicious overall than John O. Uh, John O now will probably be going to jail for a while unless he comes up with a pretty good reason why he had all that money in his car. Uh, initially, he said he, he found it, and they said, you didn't, and he cracked, and he said, you're right, I, I didn't find it, I was given it. And uh, they said, well, what could all of this possibly be for? And then he stared at it for a while and then he said he won it on the slots in Dr. Quirky's. Uh, once they pointed out that Dr. Quirky's don't pay out money to winners from their slots in um, sort of massive bundles of 50s, uh, John O looked a bit red. Anyway, um, we hope we hope he, we, we, we'll all say a little prayer for him because uh, and a prayer, a prayer for him to keep well and above all to keep silent. Because silence is the greatest thing, it's the greatest gift we can give God is our silence. And anyone who knows John O might, uh, might just pass that on to him. Conor McGregor's Mittens. Knitted by Conor, worn by you, maybe? Go on, sure, it's just a bit of crack. Mm, Conor McGregor. Now, uh, a few weeks ago, uh, a lot of you might recall that in association with another parish, I was trying to help get uh, the Dublin borough of Tala twinned with Tallahassee in Florida in America. And uh, we had a great old writing campaign and we uh, got lots of signatures and we presented it to uh, the people of Tallahassee and to cut long story short, they said no. Conor McGregor's Soxers. Socks and jocks in one. Jocks can also be worn as socks. All through the magic of Velcro. 
don't believe me? Oh, fuck you, buddy. I'm gonna McGregor. Suckers. And that's about it for this week's Sunday Sermon Podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing a live show downstairs in the Workman's on Sunday, the 24th of September uh, at 1.15. That's going to be part of the Dublin Podcast Festival. Uh, get your tickets in for that now because that's going to be great crack. There's lots of fantastic podcasts appearing at this festival, but the one I'm most excited about, my favourite one, is is this one. This one is clearly the best. No one comes close. Week in, week out, everybody just looks up and thinks, ah, oh, why even bother? Quig's doing it so much better than all of us. Uh, well, uh, come along and see for yourself. See if I can put my, my money where my mouth is. But I suppose I do that every week. And um, I uh, every week I, I succeed. So uh, thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, please don't let all the boastfulness kind of put you off buying tickets. It's going to be a fun show. Uh, we're going to be doing that with um, my good friend uh, Liam Nugent is going to be there. Uh, old Ned mightn't be able to come over, but um, he's a caretaker and he'll be busy because Sunday's his busy day. And um, so that's about it for this week's podcast. Until I see you next week, God bless you, God bless me, and please rise for the homily. You've been listening to the Sunday Sermon Podcast by Giles Brody. You can follow me on Twitter at Giles Brody. Special thanks to Conroe Tool, Emma Keaveney and Jeremy O'Brien. Yes,